0: Happy New Year, Jets fans. You got what you wanted. You're still the fourth pick, and your quarterback is progressing. You were up two touchdowns on the defending champion Bucks. You were up 14 on Tom Brady. Sure, the Jets lost 28 24. Sure, maybe they should have kicked a field goal. Sure, they should have called anything but a run up the middle. And that's on Zach, but it's on coaching. And both these are learning on the fly. This rookie coaching staff is learning right there with Zach Wilson. And the important thing is this kid went his fourth straight game without a turnover. And he did this against a team that just won the Super Bowl. And he commanded that field. And the Jets had chances to win this game. They led this game up until the final 15 seconds. And unfortunately, that's the part where you need to be leading. But in the end, it doesn't really matter the jets will be the fourth pick in the draft and this had all the makings of a drama you got your money's worth i got my 70 dollars worth sitting at that game from the score the back and forth brady and antonio brown making a clown of himself running off the field and dancing you had to be there It was miraculous, and it was 55 degrees. You got everything you wanted. Now we see the next step. Can Zach do it again in Buffalo? And can he get Jets fans excited for the offseason? Because right now, I feel a lot better about the offseason ahead for the Jets than I did just a couple weeks ago. And for that reason, Jets fans, it's a happy new year. What a bum. Look at the freaking scoreboard.
1: You are not close. You play to win the game.
0: Why can't the New York Jets ever have nice things?
1: A Jets fan. You guys have to earn this stuff. You're going to have to suffer through another few years.
0: I don't mean to sound like the get-off-my-lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games.
1: I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy, Happy Victory Monday, Jake. holy
0: our all here. We love it.
1: Snap, and then he flips to Braxton Ferris in the end zone. Zach Wilson fires. Catch made. Leaping toward the end zone. It's a touchdown. Braxton Marius. Zach Wilson keeps it. I don't think he got it. There wasn't much room there. There was a lot there in the buccaneer defense with the game on the line.
0: You know, we had a we had an open A gap there and
2: unfortunately came short. Unfortunately, if you look at the copy or the uh, TV copy again, Braxton probably has a first down and the game's over, but that's poor job on our part for the uh for lack of communication.
1: Catch made to the end zone, Cyril Grayson, touchdown tackle Bay, and that's how it goes. 28-24, Brady, another comeback, another beating of the Jets.
0: Ooh, Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here, Brian Costello there, that montage you heard courtesy of Fox, you heard Coach Salah and Zach Wilson, later in the show, will be joined by friend of the program, A.B. No, Antonio Brown will not join us, but it'll be Anthony Beck, former Jets tight end, friend of the program, and we'll talk about A.B. But first, Kaz, wow, what a day I met life. I chose probably the best game to go to all season. It was 55 degrees. The sun even came out at one point. The Jets fall 28 to 24, fall to 4 and 12 on the season. But what an effort. Up two touchdowns in this game in the third quarter. Zach Wilson, probably his best game of the year. Another game, fourth in a row, no turnovers. The Jets' offense was clicking a lot of the game. There was a slow period there. Fourth quarter, they get shut out, but a 24-10 lead. They lose. We'll get into the fourth down play because this was... Jets fans should be happy. I mean, I know a loss... You should have won this game, but you're still the fourth pick. You saw progression. You saw the defense do some good things against Tom Brady, not late in the game. You saw good things from offensive players that might not be on the team next year, backups. So, a lot
1: of good signs to come out of this one. Yeah, Jay, I agree with you. I think I think fans want to win in the moment, even if they're, they are draft watchers. At, at the moment, I'm sure it hurt that they lost the game, but when you step back and look at it, there was a lot of good things in this game. Uh, they really played well against the defending Super Bowl champions, and this is kind of what you're looking for down the stretch, right? If you we go back to the beginning of November, two months ago, when they were getting their doors blown off by the Patriots and the Colts and the Bills, you said like, all right, all right they, they at least have to be competitive in these games. Like they, you don't necessarily need to win, but they got to be competitive. Well, they've been competitive. they only trailed for 15 seconds in that game on Sunday. Unfortunately, it was the last 15 seconds for the Jets. They beat the Jaguars a week ago. They were tied in the fourth quarter with Miami. Even the Saints game, which ended up being a lopsided score was a, a one touchdown game In the third quarter, uh, the Eagles game, they played a really good first half. So there's been progression here over the last few weeks, and that's what you want to see. And, you know, I don't really believe in carryover into 2022. I think you just needed to see the team progressing and see them buying into the coaching and and getting the scheme down. And, And obviously that starts with the quarterback. And Zach Wilson had his best game on Sunday, looked really decisive, looked really comfortable running the offense and I, I thought that was a very encouraging sign for Zach Wilson and the Jets.
0: And that's a product you pay to see. I always say I haven't gone to games because they've been unwatchable. That's what you pay. I mean that place was rocking a lot of Tampa Bay fans. It was probably like 60-40 was maybe 60% Jets fans and 40% yeah, mix of, of Bucks slash bandwagoners slash Brady, Brady. Brady fans. Yeah a lot uh, of Patriots jerseys there. I brought my roommate who's a Patriots fan I said don't you dare wear your Patriots gear. To this game, so he, he didn't wear any uh any kind of Brady gear. But did you give him
1: a ramen sweatshirt to throw over the Britain, like, Patriots? <laughs> no, gear? he
0: wore his own own little thing. He wouldn't wear. I offered him. I said, "You want my blue ramen? It's it's you're a smaller dude. It's a little tighter fit." But he didn't want to wear it. I I wear the flaming hot Cheetos. Got a lot of uh, hits for that. Had a blast at the Gotham City Crew tailgate before. Was eating, drinking, having a blast, and just a, a very entertaining product to see. I mean, this game. I said to my roommate Harrison, I said, 24-10, third and 20, just under six minutes to go in the third quarter. The Jets fans are going crazy on my side of the field there, third and 20. The Bucs were at their own, like, 10 or 15. All the Jets got to do is not give up 20 yards, 18 or less, and they're going (laughs) to punt. They give up, like, 19 and three quarters, and they get a first down, Bucs score, and I said, the Jets are losing this game. I mean, cards it happened twice. I believe there were two third and twenties. They stopped them the first time, and they then the second the they time they gave it up. That was the t- the tide turn then, and then you know the Jets didn't score again after that. I really thought you, the the secondary got tired, gas, and the the Bucks used a lot of clock. We saw another three and out from two the three Jets. and out,
1: two three and outs from yep. the Jets, Jake. I thought killed. They them, didn't eat enough know. clock,
0: and and losing. You know, Michael Carter hurt too because. I like Austin Walter, but he shouldn't be carrying the ball 14, 15 times.
1: Yeah, and like you, when you talk about the quality of product, Jake, and it, it's there's it a stark contrast right now between the two teams in New York, right? I didn't see the Giants game; I'm sure you didn't either because you were at the Jets game. negative
0: eleven. Yeah, I saw the stats.
1: I followed on Twitter. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, well, I, I've probably seen some games like that, but that's unwatchable. If you're sitting down on a Sunday, you do not want to watch the Giants right now. And then Joe Judge has a disastrous post-game press conference. So dare I say it right now, the Jets look like they're in a much better place than the Giants. You know, obviously the records are the same, but it feels like the Jets, the arrows pointing up, which is what you want at the end of the season. And I thought Sala handled the post-game situation well. I appreciated the honesty about fourth and two and, you know, not trying to be coy about it because some coaches would have just said, oh, you know, you guys don't know what went on there and you know there was a lot to that play and just not really revealed that Michael Floor should have told Zach to to hand the ball off. So, you know, I thought there's a there's a very very stark contrast right now between the two New York teams, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, I'd never thought that would be the case, but it's true the Giants are a dumpster fire and you can hear about that on the Blue Rush podcast. We had Chris Canty on. Uh, last night. And he keeps it real. And now he's nationally on ESPN. He's a media star. But anyways, the the Jets here, that play, let's dissect that. Because in the moment when I see QB, I'm like, this is the worst play call in the history of sports. You and
1: everyone else in the building. We were all like, <laughs> what TV. is going And as
0: soon yeah. as they give them, the, they turn it over, you know, the Bucs are winning the game. And of course, the Jets defense has to stop 95 yards from happening. I'm the idiot. there going like this. I'm doing tick, 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 tick. like the clock's going. I'm like, all right, they're not going to do this. And then wide open is whoever Cyril. I don't even know is who. What's the guy's name? Who scored the touchdown? I don't even I gotta look at the uh, box score. for Grayson. It's Grayson Cyril Grayson. Uh, Grayson. Grayson yep. A string like wide receiver gets <laughs> that ball, and I don't know what happened, what coverage breakdown, but you know I get why you don't go for the field goal. The game means nothing record wise. You you put you know you get the first down, it's over. You put the dagger in. I just hate that that was the play that was an option after a timeout. It's like they had so much time to think it over. The Jets called a timeout. They should have had something set in stone there and not made a rookie quarterback
1: have to choose between options. Here's where I disagree with you. The play call was was great if he hands it off. If you watch the fate, Barrios is gone, right? So it's not an option. I, I think people keep using the word option, like that Zach had a choice. It's a read. The play, when they practice the play since – Whenever they started practicing that play, whether it was May, June, August, October, they told Zach, if there's no one lined up in the A gap, which is the gap between the center and the guard, if there's no one in that gap, sneak it here. The play is designed for fourth and short. Fourth and two is a little bit of a longer fourth and short situation there. And you probably that's where the coaches should have said, Okay, Zach, it's this is you this isn't fourth and half a yard. Vita V is over there. And Dominican Sue's over there. Don't the take out the sneak. We don't want you to sneak it. Hand it off, no matter what defense they line up in. Hand it off to Barrios. That's where they screwed up. So people saying, you know, oh Zach is selfish. He wanted to win. I, I no. I, I to me, in Zach's mind, he didn't have a choice. That's that was the read. That's what he was supposed to do. That's what he's learned. Now, if he's a quarterback that's in the league for three years, four years, five years, maybe he he does something on his own there. But as a rookie, he's doing exactly what he's t- taught to do and as at what he's told to do. And I don't think, you know, you can kill him on that. I, I really think this was on coaching more than anything else.
0: Yeah, and I don't think it's. The, he was trying to play hero ball. I think, you know, I think that's just what he read. Like you said, I don't think he was like, all right, I'm going to be Tom Brady by myself with this run. If, if that's his, his mindset, then you're worried about the kid. But he really was good today. And he, 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 I like, you know, my favorite plays were when he just threw it away instead of th- trying to be a hero and lobbing it up to no one. He got rid of balls. And yeah, it might have led to a punt, but you'd rather punt. You know, they, they played a good field position game versus. You know something dumb and thrown an interception so I think that's something a month ago he might have tried to throw a Hail Mary and, and do a miracle but and he improvised without running really he had zero rushing yards after you know the play that excited me last week and 91 yards on the ground so he could win without rushing you know as much as I love it he didn't need a to rush today and they could have won that football game you know there's positive signs to take going to the off season and let's see if they do it in Buffalo as well he he got lucky to have just an unbelievably beautiful day. But this, you know, that's enough storylines already for a game. Then we throw in what happened with Antonio Brown, and that's what, you know, made the day. And I was in that corner end zone. I somehow was able to get a video. My phone ended up at three percent or five percent after that. Everyone's you know, texting, DMing, bleacher report. Can we use it? Can we use it? It's at two point six million views right now. So I had to do the old SoundCloud special and throw the gangs all here. link below it. You know how that works. If a tweet goes viral, cause the kids these days, they put either their SoundCloud link below it or they promote something below it. So I did promote the pod, but that was. I'm glad you
1: promoted the pod, not Cheetos, Jake.
0: Yeah, I didn't say, you know, buy some (laughs) Cheetos. Buy this hoodie, put the Amazon link to a ramen hoodie. No, I keep that secret. I can't tell people where to find that. They got to find it themselves. But, you know, I said, listen to the pod, we'll talk about it. Well, Did we're you say about yes
1: right to everyone who asked to use it, Jake?
0: Well, I jokingly responded to SI with throwing a lobster roll and you got the deal. <laughs> <laughs> but I had already DM'd them saying yes. But once I saw the tweet later on, I said, give me a lobster roll. I don't know what to say in that situation. Like if I say no, what are they just gonna retweet it and not share it? I don't know how it works. I don't know if you could get money for that. I would have loved to pay my rent with that video I took, but I don't know if people pay money for that kind of stuff. So unfortunately, I did say yes. They, they should.
1: You provided content.
0: I didn't know. Should I say send you know, Venmo me a hundred dollars? Like what? What do you? <laughs> I've never been in a situation where I asked for money for that, but next time I'm going to try it. I got to yeah, change up. Why my not? Account. Yeah, I what should do you have know, tried What are you getting
1: but, for those 3 billion views that you got this morning?
0: Uh, Bumpkiss. Uh, a couple listens to Gangs All Here. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> some clout, I guess, as the kids say. I got some clout off of it. But uh, yeah, that was insane. It was like, so I'm watching it here, and I see him throwing his jersey off. He throws stuff to the sideline, then he throws his some gear into the stands. Uh, fans in the first couple rows caught it. Then he's running off, and he's this is mid play. It wasn't. People were like, "This was pregame, right?" No, it was during the third quarter, during a play. There's a play going on the other side. Ab puts his piece up in the air. He's he's waving to the crowd. He's jumping in the end zone. He probably was mad because the million and in incentives he probably would have got if he had finished that game. And then next week's game, I think he did need eight fifty-five and a touchdown. He probably gets that. So maybe that factored in, and he's like, "All right, if I can't play this week, and you're gonna." sent me next week I'm gone, but i I'm done the the talent put the talent aside the guy's a head case, and yes, we have to address there might be some CTE issues there mental health things going on there's a lot going on in his brain, but we've seen a, we don't see this from other guys, and there are other guys who have got hit you know just as hard. Uh, from here, Let, let's hear after the game because you know you, you you were in the Jets press. Do you get the? You don't go to the Bruce Arians presser. I don't go to any pressers Zoom. right now. We're well, on Zoom. Zoom but he we had
1: uh, we had the uh, the great Zach Braziller was handling the oh. uh, Tampa Bay press conferences for
0: us. Yes, a story as finest is Zach Braziller. Let's hear after the game, Andrew. Cue up what uh, Bruce Arians said about A.V. Bruce, congratulations on the uh, on the win. Um, we wanted to talk about that last drive, but I have to start with. Uh, can you tell us? What happened to Antonio Brown? Did he quit? I've never seen a guy leave a field like that, and is this the last strike for him?
2: He is no longer a Buck. All right, that's the end of the story. Let's talk about the guys that went out there and won the game.
0: That is like you hear that at press conference. You're a writer. You're like story, story, headline. Like that's wild. Like have, after a game, the guy saying, "All right, he's cut," and you figured that was happened, but to immediately happen after the game, they didn't say,
1: "You know, we'll talk about that tomorrow or another time." Right after shows you that's it if- yeah i think you had to assume that was going to happen but two things yeah, I, i'm not into congratulating coaches after a win um you know ugh, ugh. Well, and you then haven't had enough of them to congratulate haven't been many of them uh, yeah maybe if they won the super bowl i'd say congratulations maybe i don't know not beating the job you know when they get hired you say congratulations on getting the job but then uh the other thing though drove me crazy and this is a, a, a light on beat writer life, Jake. He comes out and says, oh, I'm not talking about it. Talk about the players who won the game. And then 15 minutes later, Jay Glazer has a report that he talked to Bruce Arians, and Arians told him everything that happened. Like, tell the damn beat writers that cover your team every day what happened. Yeah, don't tell Jay Glazer. Like, come on, man. Do you have I some like, beef with Jay Glazer, guys? I don't have beef with Jay Glazer. I have, But, like, these beat writers are killing themselves. They're working hard. And if you say, okay, I'm not going to talk about it, Then you talk about with Jay Glazer five minutes later, what are you doing? Like that is just, that drives you in sane if you're a beat writer. it must be these parties
0: that jay glazer throw he must have a hell of a food set up at these parties or he's or a whatever. good
1: guy like he's he Yeah, got great relationships but in that in that instance and i don't begrudge jay breaking new he does a great job with that stuff but in that instance you can't say i'm not talking about it and then 10 minutes later talk about it with another reporter that's ridiculous
0: jay must be getting bruce uh, an appearance on the next season of ballers on hbo or something he must be getting him some checks on the side he's uh giving him the scoopage, but. What a wild scene. And then after the game, I mean, he gets a ride from this Seth Rogen lookalike driver. Uh, I don't know if he's smoking blunts with Seth Rogen in the the Uber home. And the, the funny picture was after that blew up also was the picture of him waiting for the ride. Everyone's like, he's on the Uber app waiting because you know i think he asked the bucks for you know a ride at the airport of course they're like nah bro you're gonna have to find your own way home and then he hits up this driver and then the driver you know is now a big deal and he's loving every bit of attention he's getting every bit of video because he knows it's gonna break the internet as well so uh, big internet breaking day but that's besides the point the point is that the jets played their asses off there's things to correct the coaching's gonna grow with this he should have gave it to barrios but in the end it doesn't really matter. Great hearts. Who who sings that? Is that a uh, Lincoln Park or uh, Lincoln Park? Right. Yes, Lincoln Park. What song is that? Do we know?
1: Is it in the end? In the end.
0: In the end. Yes. In the end. All right. Andrew Hearts, our our local drummer and rock aficionado. Yeah. In the end, it doesn't really matter because the Jets are the fourth pick in the draft and. It was a day that ended once again with Tankathon checking. I mean, you, you think they win, it's like, all right, I'm going to take the day off from Tankathon. But now you're
1: checking. And oh, it's now four. is the time. We were checking yeah. Tankathon in September, Jake. I but mean, if they
0: win, you're you're like, all right, you're celebrating them. win. Now you're like, all right, are we still four? What's the tiebreaker? So they're four and seven. Seattle won, so they stay at four and seven. The hope is that Seattle loses, stays at seven, and then you know if Houston wins next week and the Jets lose. The Jets would be number three. So the Giants are getting close, too, with how it they are. Well, we got two more shows. We got Wednesday. We should be joined by Chris Sims. And then we'll have next Monday the season finale of Gangs All Here as we wrap up the season and look ahead to the offseason. So stay tuned for those. Jets lose, but they progress, and Zach Wilson was good. And also Braxton Barrios, another great game. Rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown. He's getting his chance to shine here with a lot of injuries. And we'll see what kind of money he gets. I I think a lot of people say don't overpay for him, and they're probably right. But uh, you got to offer him a contract. you got to try and bring him back. We'll see how much he ends up costing. Well, Anthony Beck, another AB, is going to join us next on Gangs All Here.
2: This is Anthony Beck, former Jets tight end, and you're listening to Gangs All Here. All right, joining us now on Gangs All. Here is a friend of the program,
0: former Jets tight end. He's the pre and post game analyst, social media networks with the Jets. You catch him, ESPN, everywhere else, analyzing college football, NFL in Tampa as well, giving us both sides of the spectrum. A former Buck, a former Jet. It's Anthony Beck. Follow him on Twitter at Anthony underscore Beck. A B. The other A B. Welcome to NYC. You're in the city. Have you seen, uh, Antonio, the other A.B. around the streets at all anywhere?
2: I haven't. You know, it looks like he's been uh, driving around one of his drivers or something like that. But uh, yeah, I have one of the craziest things I've seen. You know, obviously, I was uh, at the stadium and kind of saw it on I was on the Bucks sidelines watching that. And yeah, it was it was crazy. I mean, you know, crazy maybe for us as fans and people that watch it, but maybe not so much for A.B. when he made that decision
0: yeah it was an
2: insane
0: experience. Uh, I mean, that's got to be it. I mean, I'm starting there because you're the a, b, you're the bucks guys. Well, it's a career ending, right? There's no other team now that could take a chance on this guy with everything that's gone on. That had to be the last straw, and maybe it's rapping, acting, and everything off the field that potentially comes next round.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I think there's just there's a lot of question marks on the who, what, when, where, why. You know, I think uh, yesterday when B.A. was – Bruce Arians was asked the question, what happened? You know, Jay Glazer, I guess, said that, you know, he told A.B. to go back in the game, and he didn't. Well, then, I guess this morning, they – I forget who it was on the NFL Network. Rapport said that when he was told to go in, he felt like he was injured still and he was hurt. And Coach said, get in the game, and he said, you know, he's like, I'm not going in, and he decided to leave. So, in my opinion – Is you know that just I don't get it. Now the whole antics on who why he did that after. I mean that's just that's his world that that's what he does. I think we all know AB for being a guy that's a little off the cuff a bit. But you know why why would a coach question a player's availability if he's hurt, right? So that's kind of an uh, unanswered question right now. So with so much looming with his career and what he's done. You know, maybe it was an easy exit. You know, I don't know if anybody's that good to think on the fly to say, "Hey, this is a good instance where I can maybe get them to quit the team, but uh, and we can cut them." But uh, you know, again, just just a weird situation. And, and honestly, the Bucks need them, so it's not like uh, you're losing. uh you know, a, a backup receiver. You're you're losing a key component. So clearly, AB's got some some things swirling there. Yeah, I lean toward Bruce Arians on that one. You know, obviously he's been around a long time as a coach in the league.
1: I, I don't think he's forcing guys to play injured. You know, it's not like he's a first year head coach that's trying to be a tough guy or something. Like Bruce Arians been around forever. But and obviously AB's credibility <laughs> isn't great from all the you know he just recently had a fake vaccine card. So his uh, credibility watching him the one route he ran against Bryce Hall was ridiculous like he is so talented so I think he's done Jake but man there might be somebody out there who's like he's awfully good like may, maybe we bring him in for you know, a little run here in the playoffs or something because he had Bryce Hall twisted in knots on that he did it you know he just I don't even know what that route was Anthony. because he, he was just stemming like the whole way I don't know how he was moving full speed and and going back and forth like that. So, I mean, he's he's an incredible player.
2: Well, guys that, like, have name recognition that, like, ah, we'll give him a chance, you know, they got some baggage. Like, the, he's an elite player still. Like, he's still a game changer. So that headache sometimes can be tolerated for somebody because of that. Because Josh Gordon's of the world. There's all, like, oh, he, can, he can't play. I mean, he's he's not the same dude. Like, A.B. is the same dude. Like, he can go out there and dominate a game. So, just a weird deal, man. You know, I mean, for someone to do that, you, you got a Super Bowl opportunity here to win back-to-back titles, hit a million dollars incentives. You know, maybe I thought that was what the issue was, but apparently it's not. So, yeah, you're right. I'm obviously not saying that A.B. should be questioned or excuse me, B.A. should be questioned, but it's just a weird circumstance. It just doesn't make any sense.
0: Let's shift over to the Jets' side of things, and Kai said it, and I'd probably agree, this probably was Zach Wilson's best overall game and his fourth game in a row without a turnover, uh, A.B. He's starting to progress here, and we're starting to see why now the
2: Jets took him number two. Easily. Listen, look, uh, you know, it's hard to judge a kid, week-to-week, game-to-game, especially earlier in the season. I mean, look, he the kid's been on a roller coaster. He's learning a lot. Uh, you know, his qualities and what he can do are special. But if you watch, you know, when I watched the film this morning, I mean, he had five or six throws in some tight window areas that, to me, were next-level throws, man. Like, he had a plan. He was very poignant on where he was going in his progression, and he had to get the ball there now in the perfect spot. And he did it over and over and over again in that game. The Bucks didn't play bad on defense. Yeah, they missed tackles in the run game and things of that sort. But when you're talking about the passing game, they were in those spots. They were there to cover those things, and the windows were tight. And he made those throws. I thought he made great decisions throwing the ball away, whether to extend the play not to extend the play. You're right about the turnovers. It's key. If you don't turn the ball over in general, you have a chance to win or at least be in the game in the fourth quarter. It was hard for me to say that yesterday in the pregame, but quite honestly, it, it lived up. I mean, you know, you wouldn't think that when you're playing a team like the Bucks, but to, to do what they did offensively, I thought was good. And 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 I've got to give credit. You know, Mike LaFleur has been very creative. He's been very good as a play caller the last five or six or seven games. And uh, look, he's the, he's he's got me excited about what the offense can be, and and the future is bright because they got so many more additions that they can pull in. So, in, as it pertains to Zach Wilson, if there's any week where he should have, should get the rookie of the week, this is the week because that was a game that exemplified all the qualities that made him different than anybody else. And really any other starting quarterback because a lot of those throws that he made, that's just not a rookie getting lucky. That's Those are plays that normally guys with about – I can count on my hand, one hand – make week-to-week basis, and those are good things to see.
1: Yeah, I agree, AB, on Rookie of the Week because I, I know like Jake and a lot of fans were excited last week about the 52-yard run and him using his feet more. And, yeah, that was fun, but like, you can't live like that in the NFL, and that, especially if you're Zach's your size. You're not living like that in the NFL, but – what you saw yesterday that's what this guy has to do going forward to be successful he was decisive with the ball he just looked he just looked comfortable and like I thought a lot of the times this season Zach looked sped up that was the word I kept using because he just everything looked like he was just rushing 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 that's why he was bouncing screen passes and throwing balls over guys heads yesterday he just looked in rhythm and, and comfortable and that was what you needed to see before the end of the season. Now, if he can do it again Sunday, you feel really good going into the offseason about where he's at. What stood out to you about the, the whole end-of-the-game situation, A.B.? I mean, that's the discussion this morning. About- yeah,
2: well, the facts are the facts, okay? He was told, that this is what Coach Salah said or what was being out there, that if the A-gap was available to run the sneak. The A-gap was there. Here's the problem. Vita Vea is your nose guard, okay? The guy's the best in the business, Okay. He was actually blocked, but why he was blocked was damning to the play because the guard, he was, the A gap was open, Vita was over the center, the A gap's open, and then there's a player on the outside of the guard. The guard was so diligent and quick to get down to double the, the Vita Vea with the center that the tackle was put in a compromising position because he didn't equal the intensity of how he came down to get the push that they needed. If he did and tightened down his split and was coming off like he thought he was blocking Vita Vea, like those other two guys were, he would have gotten the two yards. The problem is the play, if it was supposed to be the option, the other option on whether to give it to Berrios on the reverse situate, the Jets sweep behind the quarterback, that would have scored because they were a man-to-man. You saw the, the safety running with Berrios who was tracking around the defense. So he had to go around. He couldn't come straight across. That, to me, was the read. That's what should have been the option for the quarterback and say, oh, well, he can't get there. They're playing man. Everything's going to collapse. The tight end was outside to make the the, the wide block. It would have been a walk-in touchdown. Forget about the first down. So it's a learning play, a learning experience, not only for, for the quarterback because, again, it's just more than just the A-gap's open. Of course, winning and losing the game is, is the ultimate situation and deal and result, and in that scenario – that was not the best choice.
0: Yeah, I put more on the coaching because, why not, like you said, just give it a bearish. That's simple. It's fourth and two. It wasn't one and a half. It wasn't one and a quarter. It wasn't one. It wasn't inches. Then it's a different story. Two whole yards for uh, Zach Wilson, who's not exactly you know Tom Brady or you know a, a Jameis Winston esque on a QB sneak who could just barrel up there. Uh, that was rough. You didn't put any stock in a field goal. You agree with the decision. No, yeah, I, I love
2: it. Yeah, look, look, this is a team that. Let uh, two games left. I mean, are we really worrying about four-fifth fifth win or getting overtime? Like I, you know, look, I, I was excited during the game as a fan watching. It was a fun game. It was an intense, intense game. They were playing really well. I mean, they were. Look, I the, their backs were against the wall. Rather, they have any they lost so many players that weren't playing in that game. I, I was shocked that they were able to be in that in that scenario. And they were up two rather.
1: touchdowns. Like, oops. yeah,
2: that was, that was the right call. Yeah, I'm curious to hear from Mike
1: LaFleur about you know, did he realize it like right before the snap? Like, uh oh, this guy might sneak it here because the A gap's open, and we told him that since training camp that on this play, if the A gap's there, sneak it. I think to the yeah. issue, you know, and Salas sort of said this after the game is. Maybe that play is more you know that the this quarterback sneak the idea of that is fourth and one, fourth and half a yard, not where they were and no one thought of that on the sideline. You know, it took away from a pretty well-coached game for, for Mike LaFleur. I thought he did a good job. Like you said, they were missing a lot of guys. They lose Michael Carter in the first, ha- first quarter there. They're running the ball with Ty Johnson and Austin Walter against the number three rushing defense in the league. It's just impressive what they've done. Uh, you know, what, what kind of growth have you seen
2: from him, A.B., as the season's gone on? Of course, the first couple of games, I think we're all kind of like, "Oh, well." Actually, the preseason, I felt good. Like there was some good preseason play calling. I was like, "All right, this is good." Like especially the Green Bay Green Bay game it was like an impressive quarter. But you know, look, I, he's good, man. I, I like what he's doing. I'll tell you, like he's 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 really got some good feel. Uh, you know, he's got a large uh the open mind for doing different things, and a lot of the things that he's done that were creative have really all worked. So he, he's a really good game planner. I thought he game planned the Bucks really good. But, you know, with that being said, like, Zach had to make some throws in this game. Like, even though the plays were called and they worked, they were good calls. But the windows were tight. Like, and to your point, Kaz, like, let's see if that can happen next week. Like, that's what it's going to take when you're down dudes. Like, you got to be special. I don't know if any rookie quarterback can consistently do that week in and week out. But those were signs to me that he saw what he saw. There was recognition. There were windows there. And he knew in his mind that, okay, it had to come now. And let's give credit to the receivers and tight ends that made those catches. They weren't easy because defenders were coming towards them and, and all those things. They were open, but it was such a tight area. So all those guys really uh, t- stepped up and, and had a gr- uh, great games.
0: Yeah, to do this all with backups, you know, with the third, fourth string running back, the third, fourth string receiver, George Fant, you know, was out of the game. He's been a staple for that offensive line. He's been doing it with a lot of backups. And A.B. was, I said, I, that was the only Jet game I've been to this year. Maybe the warmest game in the history of January. In the history of New Jersey, maybe ever. Not even MetLife Stadium. Zach hasn't had to really deal with the crazy condition. Now, they'll go to Buffalo. I think it'll be like in the 30s. I was just checking. It looks like maybe rain and we could see the conditions there. You going to make the Uh, trip, Jake? uh, No. (laughs) Making the trip to East Rutherford is enough from Queens for me, and enjoyed it. I mean, atmosphere was great. Weather was great. Jets were a big, a fun day. I'm not even mad about the loss. I'm just happy they competed and played well as we go into the offseason here, AB, our final podcast next Monday. Two picks, top ten. You know, if it, if Seattle ends up losing and finishes up with six wins, what position groups do you tackle there with those top two?
2: Man, I'll tell you, there's there's a lot of nice eye candy at the receiver position, man. That's coming out. Like you're probably thinking, okay, well, you got Elijah Moore and and you got uh, you know Corey Davis, but man, uh, you know there there's some top tier dudes coming into this draft that you know, quite frankly, are gonna gonna be hovering around those spots. Yeah, you'd love you'd love to to add a, a pass rusher. I mean, but I just don't know if you're going to get the two best guys. I really kind of like the offensive line. I mean, look, there's been some issues you know throughout the season, but in my opinion, the at least the finish without Becton has been pretty good. I, I mean, so and I feel like I got depth. I mean, you know, I, I kind of like the depth as well. I think you can only have so much, and I think they have a, a pretty good amount of dudes that can get the job done. So if they can keep all those pieces, that'll be interesting because clearly, you know, guys are going to want to play. And if they're free agents and things of that nature, they're going to, you know, have some other potential opportunities. Defensively, secondary has to be addressed because you just need more dudes. So you didn't have any safeties playing this year. Uh, you know, it, it just, it stinks that you couldn't have at least eight weeks of, of your enti- of your original roster on the field. I would have loved mm-hmm. to see the Jets with the the opening roster Playing for a couple weeks, man. I mean, I really have seen improvement from the secondary, though. Not to knock them to say we need better players – They've actually improved. Like Bryce Hall is a good player. Eccles, I mean, Pinnock, I mean, these guys can play ball. They just need more reps. They haven't seen the game enough to be at that level. But I think they're advancing at a very good rate that you should feel good about. So there's just a lot of guys out there that are, that are really good, fun players. And, man, you got to do your homework. This is not an easy draft, but there are dudes out there that can help this team.
1: Uh, AB, old school guy, how would you feel about Eccles getting Brady's autograph on his interception ball after the game?
2: Old school guy, like, no way. But listen, man, come on. It's a changing time. It, it, it doesn't affect his focus or, you know, he wasn't thinking about that on the on a, on a key defensive play. Like, I got to catch Brady after this play because, you know, that's just not like, – it's, it's a different era. It's a different generation. To bash the kid – the kid's playing good ball. If he wants to go get an autograph after the game, go get it. It's a different time, man. And I got – I had to, like, believe – I have to – understand that as well. Like this, the generation of players these days, it's different They they have an innate ability. They just, they shut it down real fast and then go to the next thing. Like they're, they're just, that's the way they are. I don't know who it was. One of the, I guess while the late night radio guys kind of bashed, uh, I just, you know, come on, man. Like is the guy performing on Sundays? Is he, as a rookie he is, is he doing his job? He is, is he getting better? He is. I don't give a damn what he does after the game. I probably would have, you know, if I'm still playing, I probably would have gotten something too. I mean, the guy's, it's going to be worth some value. He's the best ever. I mean, you know, he's got, he he has a, he resonates with not just other quarterbacks in the league. He resonates with all players because he's doing something that nobody's ever done. Yeah,
0: I, I think it's fine because he intercepted. If it was just a random ball from the game or just a ball,
2: it was weird. Did he, he want him see. to sign that ball that he intercepted it? Is that what it was? I'm shocked. that, I'm shocked that Brady. Yeah, that was the ball. I'm shocked. It was Brady. That ball. i <laughs> Brady see, did. I didn't see him do it. Yeah. He asked him. Yeah, he did did. Do it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, So he he came with the ball. Oh, see, had... now, now that's a smart businessman. Now I see, I didn't <laughs> I didn't know. I thought it was like his jersey or something no, like that. No, it was no, a ball. Intercepted. The tape
1: the tape was on there. You know, interception second quarter. Yeah. That's a
2: smart. He's a he's ahead of the chain. I was surprised. I was surprised Brady did it. Right, that exactly. was part of that I. He well, if, him, if, if, on. if he says I no, he Brady's gets, gonna
1: get canceled.
2: Well, like, yeah, I canceled. canceled? I, I, <laughs> said ball I picked off. You gotta yeah. sign it for <laughs> me, man.
0: <laughs> I think it's fine. You know, he knew that he wasn't gonna exchange jerseys. That would have been weird if he's like, "Hey, Brady, can I have your jersey?" Because that's the thing everyone does now versus the autograph. So, Anthony Beck, enjoy your couple of days in the city. Anthony underscore Beck on Twitter, Jets pre and post game on their social channels. It's a little colder in the city. You you got your one day of nice weather. Now it's snowy and cold enjoy your museum trips and every you know avoid times square and any other tourist things
1: and happy new year i will happy new year guys thanks for having me on uh the only thing uglier that ashton davis is tackling is that sweatshirt jake oh come on
0: All right, all right, all right. That says adios to episode 97, the Marvin Washington edition, friend front of the program of Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Next to you, Andrew Hartz, for helping me produce the show today. But Hartz, after seeing all the content that I got out of Sunday, from dancing at the Gotham City Crew tailgate with all the moves, to Antonio Brown, to the game, I know you're you're hitting yourself for not being there on Sunday. What
1: a game. I'd say, I mean... It, Everything looked like a lot of fun. The weather was perfect, especially for a January 2nd game. It's tough to kind of top that weather for football. But on top of that, you get not just a game, but you get a whole show. You get the entertainment of Antonio Brown.
0: And every game, I saw you rocking the Cheetos hoodie in the parking lot, which I'm sure garnered a lot of traction. So, you know, it looked like a good time. It's always a good time when you hang with the Podfather, I feel like. It's always a good time. That is a, that is a fact. And, you know, drinks were had, food the food was very good. Shout out Gotham City. They had some a good food selection. Love a good morning food selection. It was a grand time indeed. And I did see Spider-Man Saturday. I wasn't obsessed like everyone was. And that's probably because I'm not a big Marvel guy. And I saw it late, so honestly I was uh I fell asleep for at, at times I was dozing off a little bit. It was good. It wasn't like this iconic film though, I thought. I don't know, hearts. I know you disagree with that fake probably. But uh, it wasn't something I'd go see a second time. Without spoiling anything, because I'm sure there's still people that listen to the pod that haven't seen it yet, which, how have you not seen it yet? And... If you avoided spoilers for this long it's impressive but there were the few things that occurred in the film that i thought made it really really special was it fantastic no were there plot holes of course but i thought for other superhero movies i was really impressed i think i might have missed the last one so maybe i it's because i'm not caught up but uh yeah this there's just too many there's like eight thousand marvel movies that come out a year and i can't treat no way home way home this way home dog's home <laughs> New title, Batman Returns. I'm still on the Mr. Freeze my name is Freeze. Learn it well. Or to be the chilling Saudi of Doom. I'm still on those days of Batman and Robin. Cause Arnold as Mr. Freeze. Like that's what I love. Like give me Christian Bale Batman. Give me Arnold as any character because he's Arnold. Give me a jingle all the way too. How about that? That's that's <laughs> What would the plot line be for Jingle? Does Sinbad become the superhero? What happens? Oh, my! It's a new year and I have still lost my mind. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you all have a great 2022. Two more episodes left, so give us a five-star rating. Write in a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Catch up on all episodes from this season. All our great guests. We appreciate your support. For Brian Costello, Andrew Hartz, I'm Jake Brown. We'll be back on Thursday to preview that Jets season finale in Buffalo against the Bills with special guest chris sims thanks for listening everyone and happy new year just end the season